0: In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you find this to be true for you, uh, but I know it's true for me, and that is that I spend most of my time living in the moment and worrying about today. And uh, I think it's true for most of us that it is uh, hard to be completely and fully invested in something when it seems distant or it feels far away. Maybe you find that to be true, too. And it's not to say that we don't plan or that we don't invest in the things of the future, but for the most part, we spend most of our time living in the moment and thinking about today. Uh, for example, when we are in high school or college in school, we usually know that finals are coming sometime around like, maybe mid-December uh, before Christmas break and that we could and probably should start studying back when classes began in August— But for the most part, it's hard to be fully invested in something that feels distant and seems far away. We tend to live in the moment, and so we really only begin studying until maybe the week before or maybe for some of us, the day before. Um, It's true with relationships. Maybe you have a a friend who moved across the country and you swore to each other before that friend left that you would stay close and things would never change. Uh, and You'd call each other every day and you'd go visit a couple times each year and you'd stay connected via email and Facebook but the, the reality is it's, it's hard to be fully invested in something or someone that feels distant or seems far off. We tend to live in the moment. And so slowly, what usually happens is the emails become more spread apart and the visits become less and less. And we meet new people and form new friendships. And that relationship just changes. That's, that's just usually how it is. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I know for me, God can feel distant or far away. This happens, I, I think, for all of us when things are going well. Uh, God can seem far away, but also when things are, are not going too well, uh, when the difficult times come. When we turn on the TV and we hear about another tragedy, I can feel like God must not care, right? He's, he's too busy doing something off, else. He's too far away, and uh, he is so far away that he doesn't even have the time to, to fix our broken world. In the midst of tragedy, God can seem distant and far off. Sometimes we look at our own lives and we think to ourselves, well, you know what, I'm not being blessed in the ways that I, I want to be blessed, and life isn't turning out the way I thought it would. I don't have the job I thought I would. I'm not living where I would like to live, and life just isn't playing out the way I thought it would. And so we think that, well, God must not care about me. He must be distant. He must be far off. Sometimes this happens with our sin. Uh, we do something we know we shouldn't do, and we kind of stand back and we wait for the lightning bolts to come, and it doesn't come. And we think, all, all right, maybe I could try this again. So we sin again, and then we wait for the lightning bolt to come, and it doesn't come. We think, okay, well, God must be distant. He must be far off. He must be not too concerned with this sin. It must not be that big of a deal. And pretty soon, we find ourselves in, in some unhealthy habits. But God can seem distant, like I said, when things are going great, too. When uh, we have the car that we want, the home that we always dreamed of, the job that is just perfect for us. We can often kind of live as if we don't need God. We tell ourselves, God, you know, you can go worry about those starving kids in Africa. You know, I got this down. I got everything I need. I worked hard for it. And Lord, you can kind of stay far away. In good times and in bad, God can seem distant. He can feel far off. And, and when that happens, I, when God seems distant or he feels far from us, I think generally speaking, we have two different kinds of reactions. Uh, when God feels distant, I think we either become very self-centered or we lose hope. Uh, we either live for ourselves or we lose hope when God feels distant. Uh, but for the first one, when, when we become self-centered, oftentimes we realize something's off and we have this kind of hole in our heart, but, but God seems distant. He feels far off and so we try to fill that hole with whatever feels good for us in the moment. And we live for the now. We put ourselves number one we make the universe center around us because God isn't going to, right? And he's far off. He doesn't care about us. So why not do what feels good for us in the moment? We live very self-centered or we become self-centered in the sense that we try to do everything ourselves and we try to live for other people as if we were God, for our kids, for our grandkids. We try to be God for them and take on a role that we were just never meant to have and we try to give people love and care And we try to be strong enough, as strong as God, for that other person. We think, God isn't here, so I I need to take that role in in that person's life. But the second reaction we can have is that we lose hope. And this usually comes after we've lived this self centered life and we've done whatever feels good and we've tried to please ourselves and we realize it's not really as fulfilling as we thought it was. Or maybe we're at the end of our rope, we've tried to be God for someone else, we've tried to fill that role in their life and we realize we just can't and we're exhausted and we're worn out and God's not here and I can't do it and so I lose hope and there's nothing to look forward to. Uh, Well, if that's where you're at today or if you've ever been there, here's the good news that we're reminded of today. That our God is no distant God. He is not far off, but instead he has come near. Those were the words of John the Baptist today. Today, John the Baptist, we heard, he quite simply says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. Repent. Like I said earlier, that means to turn away from your sin and turn towards God. And then he says, because the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. A better way of saying that or of translating that might be because God is king and he's reigning and ruling today. Wake up, John was sent to say. God is here. This Messiah you've been waiting for, this Christ you've been looking forward to, this savior that you are longing for, he's here and his name is Jesus. That's John's message. That God is king, and he's reigning and ruling today. He is in control, and he is here with you. God is present. That's good news today. That God is present for for the young girl who sits all alone at the lunch table with no one to talk to, who feels abandoned, Like no one loves her, like she has no friends, the good news for her is that God is with her and God will befriend her even when no one else will and when it seems like she is unloved, she actually has a Savior who is there with his love, who will never leave her or forsake her. That's the good news for that young girl. For the elderly man who is sick and alone and dying in a hospital bed, the good news is that God is with him. And when he feels like he just wants to escape this broken world and the pain that he's in so he can finally be with his Savior, the good news for him is that he is with his Savior. There in the hospital room, his God is with him, and he doesn't need to escape to anywhere, but God is with him in love and will never leave him. He's there right by his side giving him a peace and a rest that this world simply cannot give. For the young woman who finds herself in in this cycle of sin, who a thousand times has brought some sin before the Lord and said, Lord, uh, I'm done with this. I'll never do it again. And who a thousand times has fallen back into that sin. The good news for her is that God is present. That he is no distant God. And every time she turns to him, he will be there with open arms of love and grace and forgiveness. And there is no sin that she can do that is too big for his grace. And there is no many amount of times that she can turn and that he won't be there saying, I love you, come into my loving arms, I forgive you. See, the good news for you is that God is present here with you. For every tear that you cry, for every hurt that you hold on to in your heart, for every moment of loneliness, For every uh, bout of guilt, your God is present with you in his love for you. See, brothers and sisters, living in the reality that our God is no distant God, but he is here, he is king, he is reigning and ruling today in our lives, he is actively involved in every moment and every second of the day, that changes things for us. Just like I said, it changes things when we live as if God is far away and we become self-centered and we eventually lose hope. It changes things when we remember that God is here and that he is living for us today and he's involved in our lives. It, it changes things. The first way it, it ought to change things for us as his children is that we ought to live for God today. Not pushing it off till tomorrow, but today. We ought to see each day as an opportunity to, to live for the Lord and to serve his people. And to see that God is active in this world and he uses us as his people. In your bulletin today, there's a a white half sheet of handout. And on one side is a list of days with some blanks. I would encourage you, if you have time, uh, maybe you could put that on your refrigerator. And each day, think of one way that you can live for God or serve his people. Not tomorrow, but today. And and maybe you could write down something as simple as, uh, Today I'm going to pray for someone at church who I know needs it. Because they know that God is active in their life and I want to be actively involved in that process too and for God to use me. And so today, not tomorrow, today I'm going to pray for someone. Or or today I'm going to call someone on the phone and tell them that I love them and that I don't take them for granted, and that they are special to me. Or, or today, I'm going to go watch my grandkids for a couple hours so that their parents can have a break. I think as God's children, knowing that God is reigning and ruling in our world today, that changes things. And as his children, we ought to, to serve him and, and the people around us, not just tomorrow, but, but today. And the second thing that, that changes for us is that we begin to live in his promises for us. Today. And you can find some of those promises for each one of the days in the next week on the other side of that paper. And see, this is the amazing comfort and the good news of the gospel that our God has come and his promises are there for us today. Not just tomorrow, but, but today. That today our God loves us. That today we live as his children. He calls us his sons or daughters. That today we are, we are loved by him and forgiven by him. That today our God is reigning and ruling. Not just tomorrow, but today. In Jesus' name.